You're listening to Canary Crime Flyby. Food for thought from a place of faith. Here's Hey everyone, and welcome to Canary Cry Radio. My name's Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to a flyby. A flyby. Yes. And uh, I saw Transcendence this weekend. Yeah. You're a movie-watching guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's probably the first movie I've seen in theaters since a while. Yeah. I don't really go see movies. Right. Well, I haven't seen this one. I really want to see this one. You know, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca Hall. No, just Johnny Depp. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of Morgan Freeman. Actually, not a lot of Morgan ooh, Freeman. Ooh. But he's there. Yeah. But I just wanted to vent on vent, the vent, film. Vent. And uh, I wrote a review on my blog at facelikethesun.com. And, you know, I go through, it's kind of a spoiler thing, but at the same time, it's not really, there's not really like a twist in the, in the movie or anything that, you know, would warrant any kind of, uh, you know, spoiler alert, but don't spoil it too much. Well, I mean, I think I, the thing is, it's such a visually compelling movie. Actually, I guess you're allowed to spoil it. Yeah. I completely spoiled Noah, I think. Well, yeah. And I think some people were excited to see it, even though we totally spoiled it so right i don't think it's that big of a deal because here's the thing the director of the movie and i think his name is wally fister oh wally (laughs) oh wally he did a really good job of like creating the atmosphere in the movie and all the scenery and stuff like that so i mean you know as much as we can talk about it it's it's visually uh, visually artistic or whatever so that's your excuse to go see it if we spoil it Okay, so give us a brief rundown of the movie for those who are not aware of what it is. Okay, so basically, if you haven't seen the preview, it's a a movie about Johnny Depp, his character named Will Caster, Professor Will Caster, and he gets shot. And we talked about this with Professor Hugo de Garris. You know, basically the movie starts off, it's him and his wife, Evelyn Caster, played by Rebecca Hall, and they're like this loving family and... They're in the, their garden and they're putting up this wire thing to like keep out all the electronic signals so they can grow their little garden. And he has to get ready for this lecture that he's giving that night or something, you know, in front of this big crowd of uh, AI people. The path to building superintelligence requires us to unlock the most fundamental secrets of the universe. Inspiring speech about artificial intelligence and technology and where it's headed. And there's a guy that stands up in the front row and he's like, aren't you creating gods or something like that? And Will Caster responds and he's, he says, you know, with his Johnny Depp voice, isn't that what mankind has always done? You know, Ooh. and it's all dun dun dun. So the guy that, was, that asked the question ended up being one of the terrorists from Rift, the revolutionary independence from technology. And he was actually the guy that attempts homicide against uh will caster so you know they're walking out and he like shoots him and then he shoots himself so they're like oh crazy crazy terrorist group right that's kind of similar to what um hugo de garris was talking about how the the anti-technology people are like crazy militant extremists right it was weird because they didn't give a whole lot of backstory of like how rift came about and 
Like they would, they didn't spend a lot of time explaining it, you know? Like, okay. oh, the Rift Group. So basically we have super scientist guy who is all about artificial intelligence. And then you have the, I saw when I was watching the trailer, the guy who shoots him has unplug tattooed on his wrist. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. It gives you a little taste. Yeah. So the same time they like shot Will Caster, they had like a whole bunch of terrorist attacks. Like they, they bombed an AI facility and that's where uh, Morgan Freeman. My name is Joseph Taggart and I'm, um, I'm an old computer expert. Been working for years on developing artificial intelligence. This whole movie is about the development, ultimate development of artificial intelligence. Yeah, his character, that's where he works. And of course, he's behind this glass panel, so he doesn't get killed, but everybody else does in the office, you know? Um, magic glass. Magic glass. And another professor named Thomas Casey, who had done some research on like neuro implants and getting a monkey's consciousness into a computer, he gets shot. And so it was like this big coup that they were trying to pull off. Well, the bullet doesn't kill Will Caster right away, but he starts dying because they laced the bullet with radiation. So he was he was like dying of radiation poisoning. Ooh, that's fancy. Yeah. Okay. So we have the terrorist organization killing everybody who is working towards the AI, is what you're saying. And they're doing it in rather creative ways. Yeah, they do some, uh, they, they use some sneaky tech, is what I called it. Sneaky tech. Yeah. It's, it's like a this, whole this, new branch of technology. Well, I mean, like this guy sneaky smuggles tech. in, this guy smuggles in like a cake and there's like some explosive powder in the cake, you know? So he smuggles in the cake, like in his jacket or something? No, no, no. He, it, he brings the cake in like it's okay, a normal cake. Okay, in the cake. And it goes it. through the x-ray machine and everything. You know what that reminds me of? What? It reminds me of on DuckTales, with Scrooge McDuck, yeah, and where those, the three brothers who are always in jail, and at the beginning of every episode that they're in, the mom sneaks in files and like hammers and stuff in a cake yeah, into jail, and then they escape. <laughs> then they try to steal Scrooge McDuck's money. Okay, yes. but back to Transcendence. Yeah. So, you know, the wife, Evelyn, she tries to use... Uh, the technology that, oh, it's something I missed. One of the things that Will Caster created was this thing called PIN, P-I-N-N, Physically Independent Neural Network. And it was this artificial intelligence. So that, that was like the... That explains some stuff that I saw in the trailer. Yeah, so that's like the foundation of where, you know, the wife figures out how to upload. So they, so basically the wife uses her husband's technology and the technology of Thomas Casey with like uploading the mind and okay. tries to upload... Which is interesting, because that's some stuff that we talked about long ago. People who um, are avid listeners will remember that way back in like probably the first 10 or 20 episodes, we had a conversation about, you know, uploading your consciousness to a machine and how that can be linked to verses in Revelation and stuff like that. So Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's funny because there was um, a couple lines that I wrote in 2011 on my blog. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about Revelation 13 and the image of the beast and the mark of the beast and stuff. And I was totally speculating at the time, but I wrote, uh, you know, I talked about the first beast that gets a head wound and then yet lived. So I talked about how maybe that's a counterfeit resurrection scenario. Uh-huh. And I said, uh, but is it simply going to be supernatural in the way God resurrected Jesus? 
Or because it's counterfeit, could it be possible that the beast who dies lives no longer in flesh, but is brought back to life in the mainframe of a computer hard drive? So, so they stole my idea, man. Oh, man. You should go after him <laughs> viciously on YouTube. Oh, what? A little too close to home for somebody out there? Oh, okay, gosh. Moving, right. on. <laughs> moving um, on. Okay, so, so I have a question. Okay. Through the movie, are there moments or scenes or themes that were especially disturbing or especially had... Um, you know, some some connotations or some connections to Revelation or things like that. Sort of. I was going to get to that. Um, okay. There are, it's not like an overtly anti-religious or anti-Christian movie. Okay. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't affiliate the Rift group with Christians or anything like that, you know, outright. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are certain scenes and things that are, I thought they were sort of anti-Christian messages, messages. But they weren't okay. overt, you know. You had to kind of be a crazy person like us to to see it. But you know, it was interesting because there's a character named Max Waters, played by Paul Bettany, and I thought he was sort of the the model of Doctor Hugo de Gares because he was the one that helped Evelyn upload Will Caster's mind to the computer. Mm-hmm. But he had written about how the potential dangers of this technology. And he actually gets kidnapped by the Rift Group, and you know the leader of the Rift Group tries to like, I read your work, and you know how to stop it, and like you know. So, but I thought it was interesting that they had a character that that had warned about these types of things. Right. So it reminded me of Doctor Hugo de Garris, and I thought, well, maybe that that was him. You know, that was supposed to be him. Yeah, it could be because we talked about the movie and his um, kind of influence on it during the interview with him. Couple sure. Of- yeah. So so anyway, back to the, the the story. Basically, he gets uploaded to the computer. He dies in the process. Like his, you know, his body gives out. As soon as he you know they realize he's in the computer, they say, or he says, you know, connect me to the internet. So Evelyn connects him to the internet, and this is like when the Rift Group finds out like what they're trying to do, and you know she's like the leader of the Rift Group. Her name's Bree. And she's like, we have to stop it from getting onto the internet. If, you know, if it gets on the internet, it's over. And, mm. you know, so they're trying to get to it. And then, you know, of course, it's kind of funny because it's like a, like one, what are those cables called? Like a Cat5 cable? Yeah. Yeah. They plug in one Cat5 cable into this giant machine. And there, <laughs> there he goes. He's on the internet now. Wow. They didn't so, even use Wi-Fi. Yeah, no, no. They didn't even Old need school. Wi-Fi. Old school. So, yeah. So, then he's on the internet, and he's like, they show a CGI sequence that's pretty cool. It, like, shows going through the cloud, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Evelyn's on the run, so he, like, finds her phone and, like, calls her. And, basically, he instructs Evelyn to move to this small town and, like, start building the infrastructure for the AI. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so then she moves to this town, she starts building the infrastructure and she like hires this one construction worker. They build a team and they start building this underground bunker and this whole facility to like, you know, where Will can develop his technologies and all this stuff. And he's already in the machine now, so he Oh, can... he's been in the machine since okay. earlier, yeah, so. All right. So. Okay. So here's where it gets really interesting. And this is where a lot of some of the things we've talked about and some of the theories that we've posed for the Mark of the Beast and the Image of the Beast like 
it's it basically plays out on screen. Mm-hmm. So in the lab for like two years, they're developing these technologies, and Will is sort of everywhere, right? He's everywhere in the machine. So they have these different laboratory rooms and stuff, but he's able to use his like robotic arms that they've built, you know, to like move about and stuff. Okay. And they uh, at first they like have these dead plants. He injects like his little nano machines in them. And the plants come back to life, you know, mm. and they're like, oh, cool, you know. Um, so, you know, all this stuff is developing. And throughout this whole thing, you know, Evelyn's living this life that's like, oh, I'm living with my husband, but my husband is in the machine, you know. And they like recreated the house kind of, but like she's kind of not too stoked about what's going on, you know, because it's her husband, but she doesn't know if it's his husband really and all this stuff. So that plays out throughout the film. But there, there's a scene where it comes to this point. This is where it gets interesting. The main construction worker gets beat up right outside of the facility, and he he gets pretty badly beaten, like broken leg and like huge gash on his head and everything. And uh, they bring him into the the facility, and you know, Will's there through the screen. He's like, put him on the table and all this stuff. And they start. He starts injecting all these nanobots into the into him, and he just starts healing. Like his broken leg starts healing, his like all his wounds start closing, and like you know his, his like head wound starts closing with these nanoparticles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he's healed. But here's the thing: he was healed, but now he's part of Will's consciousness. Ooh, like all the little nano machines have connected him to the network. Yeah, exactly. So so there's oh, a scene gosh. right afterwards where he walks up to Evelyn and he. In Will's voice, right? It's not this construction worker anymore. In Will's voice, he's like, I can touch you now or something like that. I can feel you now. Ooh. And like she gets all creeped out and runs away, you know? Um, but there's... Uh, Women. <laughs> uh, somebody took a video, and I think Will allowed this viral video of like the guy who was beat up. And then like the next day, he like picks up this like eight-ton piece of metal and like puts it on, <laughs> puts it on this thing and like... You know, people are like, what the heck happened? So, just like Luke 5, okay, Luke 5.15, it talks about how people came from all over to hear Jesus speak and be healed of their problems. That's what happened. People started trekking to this facility in droves, like getting in lines in front of the facility to get healed. And in one scene, there there's a blind guy, a guy that was born blind, and, you know, Will's little machine arm thingies injects a needle into his eyes and like mm-hmm. these nanobots go in there and they heal his eyes you know right and it's a total subtle backhand slap in the face of like the judeo-christian jesus story of healing you know healing the blind man and it was weird because it was emotional you know it's like oh man this guy who couldn't see could see for the first time right it's kind of like oh god can't do it but these machines can, you know, that kind of attitude. Right. So it was interesting. I thought it was sort of an obvious thing that they would do to, you know, oh, now Will is playing God type of thing. Right. Well, they even, even his omnipresence kind of has a, an homage to a godlike characteristic. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And, but so the thing is, all these guys that are getting healed, they're in his network now, they're part right. of his AI network. So they're kind of like foot soldiers, you know, mm-hmm. and it ties right into the whole global brain thing that we've been talking about. Right. With, um, you know, each person becoming a participating neuron, you know, that's pretty much what it was. And these right. guys are all kind of a hive mind 
Um, Will can speak through any of them. He can be in any of these people now. So wow, yeah, it's kind of intense. So throughout, and I'm I'm assuming that uh, pattern of taking over human beings and adding them to his uh, network is sort of a theme throughout the movie until the end there, until it's somehow resolved. Yeah, you sound really uninterested. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm working up to something. Okay, okay. Okay. So that happens, and that makes it uh, all the way up through there. Now, what's the feeling at the end? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we want to actually give away the ending. I but... don't really... See, here's the thing. I don't care to give away the ending just because it's not that compelling. Just, just to let you guys know. I mean, I'm assuming they just like somehow destroy the mainframe and then he sort of, disappears. Sort of. So here, here's the most unrealistic part of the entire movie, okay? The U.S. government and the FBI team up with Rift ah. to stop Will, the, the artificial intelligence that is starting to take over the world. Okay. So that, that would never happen, number one. I know. The FBI and the CIA have helped out a lot of rebel groups throughout the... No, no, no. I'm talking about to stop the AI. That would never happen. Oh, okay. I mean, they would probably be like, well, let's figure out a way to take it over. You know, not so much destroy it. All right. So then what happens? So, you know, he's getting more powerful. He's got nanobots that can, like, basically come out of the ground and, like, heal everything. Like, heal machines. Like, they, they start bombing the area, you know, and he can heal it with his nanobots. And, like, he even, like, his nanoparticle bots go into the sky and he like controls the weather. <laughs> so Ooh. it's like pretty intense. So in this whole time, Evelyn's getting more and more skeptical and like Morgan Freeman's character, his name is Joseph Tagger in the film. He like comes to visit the facility with, uh, with the FBI agent and he like, he sees Will and you know, Will's like, Oh, surprised to see me. And like, all you know, they do their whole thing. And, um, at the very end of their meeting, Joseph Tagger hands, Evelyn a note that says run away from this place you know like this this is not Will he died you know right that kind of thing so you know he's getting more and more powerful the military units and stuff they can't really do much because they shoot the people down and they just like get back up you know right and they're like kind of like zombies and their little nanoparticles like heal them and they're just like ooh but Evelyn gets to the point where she's like she doesn't feel comfortable and she gets into an argument with Will behind his computer screen or whatever Right, and she gets really emotional, and he he says something like, "Oh, your chemical imbalances, blah blah blah." You know, so he like, you know, figures something out about her emotions. Right, and she she's like, you know, what do you know about you know wh- wh- you've been basically spying on everything about me, you know? So he shows her what he's been able to see of her, and basically it's you know heart rate, temperature, chemical imbalances, and everything. And so she gets really frustrated and she's, you know, she's like, that's, you know, th- those are my feelings. Those belong to me, that kind of thing. Right. And she runs off and she is, you know, runs away from the facility. Women. <laughs> and she teams, she you know, runs into the Rift FBI U.S. government group and they're trying to figure out a way to stop Will. And because he's getting too powerful or whatever. So what they do is, you know, they have to capture one of the guys to, you know, reverse engineer their, the nano machinery to create a virus. So they do that. And the, you know, they tried to like, they're trying to figure out how to get the virus into him, but you know, they really couldn't figure it out. So the only way they can do it is through Evelyn. Cause she, you know, she like volunteers herself, you know, she's like, I'm the only one he trusts, 
you know <laughs> like so they inject her with the virus and she goes down there and like she's talking to will and at this point i guess this is the only spoiler alert will is back in the flesh mm-hmm. this whole time he was trying to develop the technology to literally come back in the flesh so he's back in the flesh but it's like a nano you know nano bio version of him you know so that you know he gets he confronts her they're talking and like something happens where like the military the whole military unit is like spying on this whole thing you know from afar and the 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 general guy like gets all bitter and he's like we're gonna move and like starts throwing grenades and bombs and like starts going after him well one of the things hits evelyn and she has this huge side wound and so will takes her inside or whatever and uh you know she they have this little moment and you know evelyn does the whole you know it really is you and then Will's like, it always was, you know, <laughs> like there's like this moment mm-hmm. because the whole idea, you know, they reveal basically that it was him, that he, all he wanted to do was to f- uh, make her dreams come true, which was to heal the planet and all this stuff, you know, that she said in the speech at the very beginning. So what Will decides to do at this point is to touch her blood. He touches because she's bleeding, right? He touches her blood, and the virus spreads into both him and her. Okay. So they both die. So the, the thing is, Will, the character of Will, the AI, commits suicide, okay, to stop because he was being too powerful or whatever. And the whole thing they kept repeating was, you know, people fear what they don't understand, you know? Right. So from my perspective, what they were trying to show is that, okay, AI, when, when this happens, when the mind is uploaded to the machine... What, it, what does it mean to be human consciousness, you know, and the consciousness survived in the machine. It was really him. And he, look, he's even going to display his humanity by committing suicide. Right. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. But here's the thing, the catch, so to speak. The movie starts and ends with the post-internet apocalyptic kind of world. You know, there's like no technology. Like it goes back to the, you know, whatever, the industrial stone age or whatever. Okay. And the very last scene is like, you know, it goes back to the garden where they started and a little water droplet and they show the nanobots in the water. Ooh, they're there. They're there, you know. So it kind of like we survived, we achieved immortality and we now live in just a drop of water, you know, Mm. and we will heal the planet. And, you know, it's kind of like this environmentalist slash like technologically you know, achievable future. It was really kind of a religious, the religious aspect or spiritual element of technology. And, you know, I thought that was interesting because there was that undertone of, it was an anti-Christian, anti-Messianic message that was interwoven, you know, replacing this whole idea of Jesus as the savior with technology as the savior. So, okay. So here's a game we'll play. You, what are your pros and cons of the movie as a whole with you know with themes and messages and things sure. like that okay i think the pros is that this is a movie that can really get you to start having conversations about transhumanism and you know the singularity and all the wild things we talk about right with your fellow maybe christian or churchgoer or something like that because it, it is a mainstream movie out there now i also think visually it was pretty stunning like i mentioned earlier and also, I thought it was a good way to, for even like someone like us, you know, who we talk about it a lot, to actually see visually what it might look like when things happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the, the scene where um, 
where Will gets first, you know, he first appears in the in, in the computer. It's it's pretty startling, you know. They made it really dramatic, obviously, Hollywood, right? Right. But but there's like there's a lot of emotion, you know, because it's through the eyes of his wife, you know, and she's trying to save him. So there's this moment of like, for me, from my perspective, it was kind of like a a torn feeling because there, right. there was a part of me that was like, because he's this back is to awesome. life, but yeah, this is awesome. You know, she gets to not lose her husband, but at the same time this could be like the biggest abomination for humanity. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like this dichotomy. Right. Um, but yeah, the pros I think are just that it's out there now. It's a conversation starter. It's a decent movie in general. You know, it's not a, it's not a bad movie. There's some holes in the plot and stuff like that, but that's going to happen. I, th- I thought they could have done a better job trying to like explain some of the backstory of Rift and just certain things. Like there were, there were a couple scenes where like the military units just start shooting stuff and it's like, why are you there's like no reasoning behind the the, i don't know it was just weird Mm. but as a con i mean honestly i don't see that many cons other than you know maybe you know if i wanted to nitpick maybe a few times they curse or you know using jesus or god's name in vain you know that that sort of stuff but overall as like a movie as a whole there's not a whole lot of negative especially if you come from our perspective of seeing some of these prophetic elements you know it's more visually confirming some of the things we've been talking about i don't agree with the premise of the film obviously but that doesn't mean that the movie itself was terrible or bad or anything so like the that. anti-god or the anti-christian or whatever wasn't strong enough to really count as a theme through the movie mm, sort of they tried to make it sort of a psychological thriller right not mm. not so much of an action thriller Okay. So, so there's a lot of scenes where you 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 fight like you have a psychological thing of like, okay, is this good or bad? You know, because the the clear cut protagonist antagonist line gets blurred as the movie goes on. Classic. So yeah, classic. So you kind of can't tell because at first, obviously, the Rift group is painted as a terrorist group, right? But mm-hmm. as the movie goes along, you kind of start identifying with them. You know, like. Like, oh, yeah, of course, that makes sense. Of course, there's a reason why we should stop this kind of thing, you know? Why? Yeah. You know, just because of they, they explain some of why they do stuff. And, right, and right. Whatnot. So it makes sense. But, yeah, the, the Christian part of it, uh, th- it was really subtle. Like, you, you have to know your Bible and stuff to really see some of that. And it wasn't overt. They didn't use it a lot. But uh, I think the healing the blind guy was major. The, the people lining up to get healed was another one that I thought was pretty blatant. Right. Um, those two are like the most obvious ones. Controlling rain, obviously that's kind of like a, you know, not a slap in the face necessarily for Christianity, but like, you know, just like you always thought God's controlled rain and now through nanotechnology we can, you know. That right, kind of thing. right. So. Okay. All right. Well... <laughs> I should come off of a yawn. Okay. Good stuff. All right. I didn't get to talk a lot in this episode. I thought I, I thought I hit it better than that. I haven't finished my coffee yet, man. I mean, it's one thirty in the afternoon. This is early. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I mean, I feel like I want to go see the movie. Would you recommend people see the movie? Is this something we want to support? Do we want to wait till we can pirate it free off the internet? Or 
Actually, know? I filmed it on my iPhones. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> find it at gonsthepirate.com. I don't think it's a bad movie to see. And if you're a movie guy and you go see movies, I, sure, why not? But I mean, okay. someone like me, I want to go see it just because of the, the topic. I'm not what really are the, a movie guy. What, what are other people like us saying? Like, what's um, you know, what's Doug saying? What is uh, what are what are all those guys saying? I went actually. I went and saw it with Doug and, and another friend, Gary. Right. And um, I don't know if Doug was able to suck it all in because he read my review and he was like, oh, "I didn't even remember all that." So, yeah. So I and mean, we watched a really late night, you know. But show but nobody it. else in the genre is because I mean with the Noah movie. There was a heat. There were yeah, huge gains yeah. to keep people from seeing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't really read a whole lot. I I read a Christian. I mean, I guess they would care less because it doesn't have anything to do with the Bible, and it, you you got to have a pretty pinpointed concern about artificial intelligence taking over the world, sure, and becoming the Antichrist yeah. in order <laughs> to uh, really see that through. Oh, yeah. So so. I'm sorry. Anyways, so yeah, is anybody saying that? Nobody? I haven't come across anyone really saying that. The Christian Post review was sort of... The person that saw them, they wrote a huge, long four-page article. And the person that was reviewing it kind of noticed the same thing, like, oh, there's kind of a gospel-ish message, but it's hard to relate to the gospel because it was different. And it was like, well, yeah, because they're trying to undermine it. You know, right. So they didn't really see that they were trying to undermine it through. Were there any, were there any blatant connections? You know, with like a art elect antichrist situation. I mean, besides uh, besides the working of miracles and the resurrection. Yeah, sorta. The, I mean, not not nothing. Nothing that, that, that really stood out. Yeah, for you. yeah. It wasn't really. You know, the the, the implications. Because he did resurrect. Yeah, he did he resurrect. Yeah. Yeah. The implications were more of the, you know, how they portrayed it than, well, here's Will Caster, you know, at the United Nations meeting. You know, it wasn't like right, there right. wasn't any kind of because glo- everything happens in that small town after. Okay. You know, most so there the wasn't like a global takeover type thing. Well, yes and no. By default, you understood that Will had complete control over the Internet now. There was, I don't think the public necessarily okay. knew that this was going on. Got it. Okay. Well, yeah, if that's it, then that's it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, sounds good. I mean, just from watching the trailer and, um, you know, Mr. Johnny Depp's uh, deadpan delivery of some of the lines, I think um, I will probably see the movie. And uh, I will have my own thoughts. And then we will fight about it. Okay. Just kidding. We'll do a, a flyby just for you, and I'll yawn through it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever, dude. Uh, whatever, man. Uh, I guess that's cool. Uh, yeah. This is making me yawn for real. Hmm. This is good radio right here. Yep, this is the good stuff, man. I, you know, I remember hearing. Um, I think it was either Doctor Future or Tom Bionic, one of the two. Yeah. Like fell asleep during one of the episodes. <laughs> so this rivals that a little bit, although. Getting there. Yeah. Okay. Well, do we have anything else to say? Uh oh, Age of Deceit Two. Oh yeah. Is uh, you can watch it on archive.org. 
you can uh, go to ageofdeceit.com or uh, go to facelikethesun.com, click on AOD2, and you can see it right there. It's like real underground now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, we're not going to. So there you go. Archive.com. Search for Age of Deceit 2. Lest you be judged. Lest, lest you be judged. <laughs> well, okay, I, let me, let me ask you this. I want to jump on it so bad. I'm not going to. I know. Uh, I know you do. I know what? you do. I was going to ask you, uh, just touching back on the movie. Okay. Because we, we've had this conversation, right? About like, how far is too far with this technology, you know? Sure. And, and how far do we go as people? You know, how do we handle it? So if you had the opportunity to tap in, sort of maybe not fully immersed, you know, our consciousness fully immersed in the internet cloud or whatever, but virtually, you know, be able to sort of travel through it and, and various things. Just a different user interface, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, I mean, how far would you go? I'd probably roll in a different user interface. Like, like Dr. Hugo Garris said, as long as I'm not the first person to do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, if they're like, hey, man, you don't need to use this web browser anymore. Just, uh, I don't know, put this in your ear and now you can just kind of consciously run around in it. Yeah. You know? That might be fun. I'm not saying I would. Again, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I definitely wouldn't be the first. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. Know. I hear you. I hear you. And it's I hard just because leave it, I'd leave it up to my heart. I'd listen to my heart. Yeah, because I think there is a thing about you know forehead and right hand, right? So there is. And that was one of the funny things with like I can tell that they struggled with the rift group of like how to portray them. Because they were, you know, kind of like nomadic, like, you know, sort of rugged, you know, hanging out in the woods kind of group, you know? Right. So anytime, like, there was some kind of information that comes from something, it was, like, printed on paper, you know? <laughs> like, like, look at the map. Look at, look at where they are. And, like, it's like a stack of papers, you know? But they it's did. clearly that somebody used a computer to, to print, print that info. out the paper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right. stuff like that was kind of funny. You know, again, there were the some holes. was hand-drawn. <laughs> All right. I'm okay. sure I babbled enough. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, there you go, folks. There's a there's a brief um, recap and review of the movie Transcendence with Mr. Depp. You know, go check it out or don't. I don't care. Um, but, uh, you know, let us know what you think. You can go Make take sure to your go nap. To... Yes. I'm going to go take my nap now. But while I do that... Everybody out there in Radio Land, make sure to go to Canary Cry Radio. We're going to have the show notes, probably make some links you can go to. Also, check out iTunes, leave a review or whatever. And, um, you know, stuff like that. Facebook, go there, do that. Boom. And make sure to check out the next episode of Canary Cry Radio. And until then, think outside the cage. First and foremost, I think because it was sci-fi, sort of on the surface, when you look at it, it's kind of a sci-fi thing. But when you dig a little deeper and you realize that uh, the technology that we use in the film and the technology that, it, that, that uh, is, 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 is very close to being uh, a reality and will for sure be a reality within the next 30 years uh, is presented for the first time ever. 
it's a foretelling of, of what is to come. Not necessarily the outcome of the film, but um, we have the we have the technology to to upload human consciousness, and they're just fine tuning. That's all they're doing.